It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hi everybody, this is Vanessa Ragland and Cole Stratton is bound and gagged in my trunk so he can't talk right now. Uh, it's been a while, I want to apologize, it's been a while since our last podcast, but that is for a very worthy cause and that cause is Cole has been having his little hiney up in San Francisco and having the time of his life running one of the best festivals there is, SF Sketch Fest. So that's why we took a little sabbatical, but we are back and we are backer than ever with today's episode, which I'm so excited for you guys to hear. She's amazing and funny and so, so, so sweet. Uh, just a couple of things. Number one, uh, if you ever want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to info at popmyculturepodcast.com and we write back. By we, I mean me, and so if it takes a while, I'm really sorry, but I love hearing from you guys, and so does Cole, and it really makes our day. So please write us with guest suggestions or wry observations, whatever you like. Also, if you are ever inclined to help a brother out, we are listener-supported, and you can donate to our podcast on our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. There's a little donate button, and it's very easy, and really, every little bit helps. Um, We want to keep making this, so you can keep making it possible for us. I think that might be all. We love you so much, and we missed you, and we're excited to get back on Trizity Track. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming out on a Sunday. That's right. <laughs> Man, this, the Lord's is, Day. this is just, this is capacity. Uh, <laughs> how you guys, how you guys do it up in the balcony? Woo! Woo! <laughs> how about the mezzanine? <laughs> All right, just the ladies in the mezzanine. Oh, I can't believe we sold out the Castro Theater. It feels good. It this feels is amazing. Good. It's so beautiful. We're not even showing a film when they came out. <laughs> so sweet. Oh, this is great. <sighs> uh, thank you guys for coming. This is the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm Elsa Raglan. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Because we've thing. already covered that in the pre-recorded yes. theme blah, song. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, really excited to be here for our live show at SF Sketch Fest. Yay! Um, yeah, it's... I managed to get us in this year. Oh my gosh, festival. I don't know how you did I it. I pulled some strings. Yeah. I, e- I emailed myself. <laughs> um, but it's really, f- I'm, I'm glad we get to do this here. It's Me fun. Me too. And, Thanks uh, for having us. Of course. It's closing. <laughs> You're welcome, us. Uh, it's closing weekend of the festival. Aww. We're 164 shows in Woo! 18 days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's just uh, exhausting, but fun. Um, but I'm glad we get to do this. Me too. How are you, Vanessa? I'm great with child. Yes. I'm Vanessa really is emotional. With... I'll probably cry and that's all. No, I'll think my life is over. At some point during this podcast, you'll see me glaze over. And that means my baby has no future. Um... If you guys are excited to see every possible emotion, you're going to get it this afternoon. Yeah. Um, and when you're doing June? Yep. 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 Okay. It's happening. Sweet. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was hard work. It was so were, hard. For a second, they're like, I don't know if I'm on board with this whole... Yeah, all right. Okay. Okay, okay sure. Cool. Uh, well, if you guys... How many of you have heard the show before, out of curiosity? Oh, great. All right. 
So a few people that like it. That's cool. <laughs> I actually didn't ask if they liked it. I no, just asked if they heard it. No, don't ask that. Do not yes, get a I'm not asking that, that follow-up. Um, well, thank you guys for coming out. This is really fun. It's just a loose, goofy conversation on pop culture and things. And uh, our guest today, very it's excited wonderful. she's here. Wonderful. We're so yeah. excited. Um, she's an amazing actress and improviser. And, and writer. And writer. Um, she was on Saturday Night Live what? for many years. Uh, she just wrote a book, a uh, really great book, which we'll talk about later. And in fact, there's a copy up here. Show uh, Girl Walks Into a Bar. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Rachel Dretch. Hi. Hi. I'm wearing my coat. I hope that's okay. It's fine. Okay. It gets cold in this cavernous Castro Theater. Oh. Uh, it is actually even with at, all the bodies in the audience. <laughs> we're at the Eureka, which is like nature's icebox. So Woo. it's it's like colder than the Letterman Theater, which I hear is cold. That's, that's a very weird <laughs> popular myth. Popular myth. Uh, thank you for being here, Rachel, and thank doing this. Thank you. Thanks. Um, How well, do you feel about the the microphone arm? Good. I feel good about it. Great. Me too. Yeah. You can swing it. You can make it go wherever you want it to go. It's wonderful. That's all. (laughs) You guys listening at home, imagine (laughs) microphones on swinging arms. It's crazy. Uh, Well, to start off, I think we should, and this is hard considering where we are doing this right now. Oh, right. Uh, We should talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hear the bummer, hear the wave of bummer coming in. And I'm not going to talk about the game. Uh, no. We're talking about, of course, the halftime, halftime show. Uh, Beyonce's correct did the show, and I say Beyonce's because she, there just there's just so, so many, many Beyonce's popping up oh. on stage everywhere. It's like someone like got them wet and fed them after midnight or something. And <laughs> we're Beyonce's everywhere on the stage. Uh, let, did you think it like held up to the hype? Uh, I'm going to say, yeah. I don't know. What does everyone else think? I thought it did. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Well, there's definitely been a lot of, like, meme backlash. No, you know what? I am getting very defensive feeling. There's been these pictures, these, like, quote, unflattering pictures of Beyonce looking a little beastie or something. And she was performing her butt off. And she still looks great. And it's really hurting my feelings every time they pop up. Like, people have started to put their face in the hole of Beyonce. Have you seen this? And make, like, nasty faces. They wish they could be Beyonce. Yeah. I was really proud of her. She danced. She did... She did it all live because of the backlash. She got her old pals back on. Yeah, she did from the floor. Oh, they, heard their mics they just were a little randomly lower. appeared. I, yeah. I was afraid that other like that '90s nice groups were just going to start popping up all over the stage. Like, <laughs> oh, there's Deep Blue something. <laughs> they did that breakfast. But did Tiffany you guys song. notice the mics on the her on Michelle and Kelly were very low? That's what I heard. Right. I don't know, but but I thought it was nice of her to bring back her buddies from the underworld and <laughs> where she banished them. <laughs> um, I guess that after the fact, like the Destiny Child record sales, like spiked like crazy. Mm. I'm not Did they say- ever go down? <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> I should say download of album sales. Yeah. Yeah. No one sells records anymore. Um, but yeah, they, they outsold her solo stuff like three to one or something. So I guess people go are interested girl. again. Her generosity paid off. Yeah, it did. I've realized I can't just keep nodding because we're on the radio. Oh, not the radio. Whatever. <laughs> we, we can have. be on we're the radio. Podcast. Okay. I have to verbally assent. What, is that right? No. Yes, verbally assent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good okay. answer. All right. 
Verbally agree. What'd you guys think of the... Uh, I mean, they always hype up the commercials. Hmm. Um, what'd you guys think of the commercials this year? Hmm. <laughs> um, I'm not really a big super... I did watch with the sound turned down and up for the commercials, but... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I mean, we watched uh, House of Cards. Stopped. Watched the halftime show. And watched House of Cards. Oh, I like. I po- I saw Polar's commercial. I thought that was good. Yeah. Oh Polar, yeah. Best, best Buy. Best buy. And that's yeah. all over the that place. That was a good now. use of Polar. I thought. Um, the, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I thought she brought her own. You could tell they just let her do her own thing on that. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Um, that Audi commercial with the guy at the prom. I thought the. I was expecting a bigger twist, like he was going to kiss the prom king. Instead of the <laughs> that girl. would have been so cool. Did anyone see these commercials? I don't know. I don't. I don't give them a lot of. I liked the thought. Oreo one where everyone's whispering. Oh, the library that. quiet yeah. thing. That was yeah. pretty alright. It worked for me. It was hard for me to concentrate on anything because I was so busy masturbating to those Go Daddy commercials. Yuck! Yuck! Ugh. Yuck! Yuck! No. So they're just so hot. That is the worst. I am thing. verbally not agreeing right now. <laughs> Non-verbally. <laughs> I am shaking my head. No. <laughs> what kills me about those is like it's for registering web domains. Like, why no. do they feel like they have to make that sexy? But, like, but, I want to, I want to build a website, but I don't know where to take it. Wait, but you, it's not sexy. What was happening? Are we talking about the same commercials? The <laughs> like that. Yeah, I can't get that horrible soundscape out of my head. Ugh. No. No, yeah. it was gross. What's funny to me is I saw like a, an article online, like HuffPo pulled, picked it up or something. It was like, actor in GoDaddy commercial is an L.A. actor. Like, that was, <laughs> like well, of course it is. <laughs> they auditioned for commercials. What was the other option? <laughs> Correction, New York actor. <laughs> like, what are they, how is that news? Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess it accomplishes the fact that people talk about it because yeah, it's look, so Yeah, look, we're repugnant. part of the problem. But, I, you know, damn it. <laughs> the GoDaddy guy is laughing right now and shooting elephants. This is terrible. I don't know if you guys know that, but oh, the GoDaddy CEO dude, like, went what? hunting for endangered species. He's a big game, big game hunter. Why yeah. do that? Yeah. Not okay. So he's a, he's a catch, you guys. That's bad. <laughs> Go find him. That's sick and wrong. Uh, and then the Dorito spots are pretty good, I thought. Like the goat one. Oh, yeah. Who won? I, I, I don't know. Does anyone know? <laughs> No. Uh, Congratulations to the winner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I, you know, of course, I love seeing Bob Odenkirk in anything. So oh, that was a great one. Yeah. Samsung's with, yeah, with, yeah, with Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. Bringing it on. Next big oh, thing. And the, uh, do you guys see that f- that commercial for f- like it was for Ford or whatever for farmers where they just kept talking about <laughs> and God made a farmer and someone to plow the fields. God made a farmer. No. You need somebody to pick up your dry cleaning. God made a farmer. And it's, it's like a four-minute spot. And Whoa. then at the end, there's like a Ford truck. And at the end of it, I was like, all right, I'll buy a farmer. <laughs> what do you need me to do? I heard the Oprah one where doesn't she start off quoting herself about herself? Something very bizarre like then. I'm God's gift to people, Oprah Winfrey said to, about herself. And then it just keeps going on and on and on. I don't know what that commercial was for. That's all. <laughs> Oprah, I mean, she doesn't need a commercial for herself. We're all behind Oprah as much as we can be at this point. We're oversaturated, but behind her. Don't you mean Oprah saturated? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, unless we have anything else to talk about at the Super I think Bowl, we're good. Mm-hmm. we'll gloss over that. Um, <laughs> sort of, sort of football tie-in. Uh, Kristen Cavallari and uh, Jay Cutler 
Cutler is the quarterback for the Bears. Kristen Cavallari was in like a bunch of MTV shows. I think the Hills and the OC and, and all that. She stuff. was also in Spring Breakdown. I was gonna say, but I, then I kept quiet about it. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll talk. Oh, we're we it's talk. all coming out right now. This is so they're engaged. <laughs> he proposed to her by text. She, yep, she accepted, and then he sent the ring to her by mail. It's a new, it's a new era. Who are we to say? <laughs> what? I mean, that's it's cool to you know. I hope that wasn't scheduled for Saturday delivery. Because <laughs> you begin it. Oh. Uh, you have your finger on the pulse, Colstrap. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I keep tabs on the mail system. <laughs> um, but yeah, that just was so hilarious to me. Well, uh, so what was she like? <laughs> she was actually really nice. I mean, I don't know. I don't have any good stories about her. Just that she that has beautiful, glowy hair and glowy yeah, skin. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what She was, was like imagining. 22 or something at the time. Maybe younger. So I don't know. Young. Anyway, I got nothing. I now got nothing. she's engaged via text. Life happens fast. <laughs> Keep up. Keep Thanks, up. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about that. I just thought it was really weirdly silly. Oh, yeah. I have... Well, I don't have anything to say about that, but moving on. <laughs> There's a different... Okay. The show Girls. Everybody knows the show Girls. So ABC has started, is starting a reality series based on the show Girls, which I thought, I read that wrong, and I didn't. I <laughs> kept reading it, and no, that's, that's the idea. And so they're going to be following, like, sort of, I guess, the hipster 20-something struggling person in New York on a reality show. And uh, the first person that they've cast is Haley Glassman, who... If you don't remember, which I don't know how you couldn't, um, she was one of John Gosselin's first girlfriends after the big breakup with Kate. Uh, so I think this show is going to be really special. <laughs> I kept trying but to I'm figure so out. I'm so confused. Yeah. I'm thinking you Showgirls be. Vegas. Like, is that what you're talking about? Showgirls. Oh. Showgirls. I'm thinking of the movie Showgirls. Okay. I wish that was happening. The TV, the TV program Girls with Lena Dunham. I didn't, I didn't Dunham. myself well. The you didn't. TV show, all caps, girls. Oh, the show, comma, girls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking a reality show about Vegas showgirls, which I would watch I in would a second. That. And that would be on Broadway. Yeah, I'd be all over that. New York, something, okay. No. I was going to, okay. No, this is much worse. A much worse idea. And I don't well, know. Well, that's kind of that like that show, that Bravo show about the art gallery girls. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the exact same thing. And I can't get behind Those gallery girls. girls. Oh, I can God. get behind almost everything on Bravo. I don't know what it is that is distancing me. Yeah, those girls were horrible, but I couldn't tear myself away. Oh, you're in? You're yeah, in I was the kind ride? of in on that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, well, I guess this will have more nudity, like awkward nudity on Wait. a reality show. I don't know how then you base the t- a show Then on the girls. TV show Girls. If, if, if they want to do this right. Then the TV show Girls. Yeah. We'll which see. is like all awkward nudity all the time. That's like the whole HBO thing now. Like if you want a show, look, you need beheadings or boobs. One of the two or both, preferably both, Game yeah. of Thrones. Squinch um, your body up and put a camera on. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I dare you when that show comes out to blog it on our website. Okay. <laughs> dare accepted. That was a crazy dare we just did. <laughs> no terms. No terms to the dare at all. 2013 is looking weird. <laughs> uh, breaking news, you guys. Uh, April 2nd, uh, get to your iTunes because you're going to want to download the new New Kids on the Block album, 10. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Mixed opinions. Mixed opinions. Well, you know, NKOTB does that. It really tears a room in half. 
Cole is really good at saying all those letters at once, too. He was bringing up backstage like it's a word. NKOTB. 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 Feeling really NKOTB today. I missed the new kids craze. I never was crazed. Were you crazed? (laughs) I was right down into you guys. (laughs) You were in the the trenches. I was in the shit. Uh, I was never really that into them, but all right, it's oh, called. Oh, but you were kind called, of into them. It's no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think that was. They had the right their stuff. Big song, the right stuff. Yeah. And then what was the other? Did they have a slow one? Like, who did I want it that way? That's somebody else. That's back okay. Sorry, boys. sorry. And I which wish. is the one with Justin Timberlake that was in? That's that insane. Insane. I can't keep all these straight. They should just form one super Avengers type boy band. <laughs> Ooh. Take a few from each thing. Ninety-eight you know. degrees is making an appearance. Yeah, Nicholas, stay out of it. What else did new kids? <laughs> what else did new kids sing? Uh, I don't besides know. the right stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm did they have a glad slow I'm ballad? feeling right now. Okay, they do. Ha- oh yeah, hang, hang it hang tough. Oh, oh, hang it tough. tough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was an elaborate setup before the show. <laughs> what can we do to be able that to sing the mom. chorus? That was my I planted her in the audience <laughs> so I could sing Hang Tough. Okay. The album is called Ten. It has ten songs on it. Oh, that's cool. They're like, what can we call it, you guys? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just really into quantity. Uh, I have the track listings. What? Cool. Yeah, I know, Who you guys. Who did you have to sleep with? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, Donnie. Don't it was Donnie. Um, all right. These are the 10 tracks. And uh, we can kind of talk a little about what we think they're going to be like. Okay. First track is We Own Tonight. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a very empowering nightclub ballad. It's a, it's, a, it's a ballsy claim at the top of their album. Yeah. It's like, this, this night is ours. You I don't care what you guys are strong. doing. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably my favorite title. Remix bracket. I like the unbracket. That gets you curious. Remix. That gets you curious. What do they like? What's going to be the fill in the blank? They've got you right where they want they you. Do. I guess. <laughs> I think the remix is what they like, but they put it after. Instead of being like, oh, brackets, I like, like the, the remix. brackets, remix. It's okay. remix. I like the. Okay, gotcha. Ooh. I guess. <laughs> I don't know if this one is the Berlin cover, but Take My Breath Away is track three. Whoa. I can only oh. hope they're doing the Top Gun song. Oh, no, I thought of an older one. Okay. The Rex Smith. You, I don't know what to say, but you take my breath away. Does anyone know that one? I'm old. (laughs) Does anyone remember Rex Smith? No. Jeez, I feel like like my mom would just ask about like the turtles or something like that. Okay. Wow, I'm old. Okay, continue. Track four, wasted on you. Whoa. Yeah. Negative. I don't know what if they're. I don't know if they're wasted. Like wasted oh, I got on drunk you. on you. Drunk. Yeah, yeah. That's or if like thing. I wasted something on you. And they I think they. Oh, I see. This that's could go two ways. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe it, they go both ways in the song. Whoa, right? Probably a lot of that patented NKOTB wordplay. Yeah. <laughs> they're wordsmiths at the end of the day. Uh, fighting gravity. Isn't that a band? Maybe it's their way of like doing that song from Wicked. They just changed one word. <laughs> Yo, Donnie, are you fighting gravity? Fighting gravity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next up, Miss You More. Aw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girls are going to go crazy. The Whisper? The Whisper. Okay. Really quiet vocals on that track. <laughs> Jealous, brackets, blue. Other brackets, brackets. I like the... <laughs> I guess they're 
They're jealous of the word blue, or of the color blue. <laughs> blue. Yeah, they had to. Oh, that's such a good color, y'all. Oh, I got a song jealous. idea. Told you, jelly and blue. Crash back to life. Wow. I feel like they're going through a lot as a group. They really are. Now or never. Maybe never. It's a lot of. I don't. It's know. a lot of ultimatums on this yeah. album. <laughs> oh, all right, I go TV and survive you. It's too negative, all this. They're doing a comeback album. It should all sound like We Own Tonight. Uh, that's there should the be more wins. songs about you hey, know tough. throwing your hands in the air and waving them without what about care. Fighting, fighting songs. Oh, yeah. Kick face. <laughs> you in the. <laughs> Kick, face. Kick face, I like the. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Well, maybe they'll listen to our feedback next time. If there is a next time. There will be. That's good true. luck, new kids. That's true. Are they all back in? I don't even know who they all are. I just know Donnie Wahlberg. I'm assuming. Joey McIntyre? Is Jay that Max the Wahlberg is group? Is that the Wahlberg Empire group? <laughs> okay. They Donnie did. and... Donnie Wahlberg. But Mark was his own separate thing. Mark had his own game. Marky he was, Mark had he a was funky a, bunch. I just a good vibration. Okay. Feel it. Feel it. So then come on. Come who on. Else was in? Feel the vibrations. <laughs> yeah, that was his. So who else? Well, we, oh, by the way, we're doing that right now. Aquahydrate, which you're drinking, is oh, Mark yeah, Wahlberg's Mark's drink. Uh, oh, wow. water company. Oh, my God. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for sponsoring the this festival, Mark. Mark. <laughs> so, yo, it just tastes like water and shit. <laughs> what can't he do? Water right. brand? Everything. Well, it seems like what you do, you know? Get you move from brand. underwear model to, like, one-hit wonder to actor to water magnet. I think that's the natural progression yeah, of things. Yeah, it seems about right. Kim Kardashian's going to start a um, maternity line, you guys. Mm. <laughs> really don't I like... I that would do okay. I think it would be great. I'm just mad that it's coinciding with my stuff, because I was going to start one, too. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I'll just let her take this one, I guess. <laughs> Go ahead, Kim, just like everything else. Uh, see, this is the glazed over part where I'm like, <laughs> it's over. This is it. <laughs> Their baby is set for life. That's true. <laughs> My baby has so many question marks. <laughs> Speaking of your baby, 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 baby. Oh, Justin Bieber. Whoa, good transition. Thank you. Uh, was supposedly hooking up with Rihanna while with Selena Gomez. Now, that is what's out I right don't now. believe okay. that. I don't believe that. What is Rihanna looking for? She would for? eat him alive. That's just not... <laughs> that's Rihanna not can possible. Pick I don't, can't be I don't believe it. I can't believe it either. No. I don't believe it. We say no, it. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dear TMZ. <laughs> Wait, now how was he on SNL last night? I didn't get to see because I was... I, I didn't performing see myself oh. at, the, at this theater. Um, no, how, how did he do? Did anyone see I, uh, the only okay. thing I saw was a tweet that someone sent this today that said, Justin Bieber is sassy. Hmm. <laughs> and that made me really want to watch because I was like, that's a great review. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name of his autobiography. Sassy. Or his, Justin Bieber. His sassy. Men's Cologne. Oh, yeah. Sassy, Ooh, sassy by Justin Bieber. <laughs> First was boyfriend. Hashtag sassy. But Rihanna sure knows how to pick him, doesn't she? Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think so, actually. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Chris Brown, who is a wonderful human being. Oh. Uh, and now Justin Bieber. There's, we don't know anything wrong with him, though. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, he seems nice enough, right? 
He's the opposite side. She needed a little Bieber after Brown. It's a chaser, a brown chaser, a Bieber brown chaser. (laughs) I know I felt like that after Chris was through with me. I just wanted a softer kind of man. Someone young and breakable. (laughs) He's a tiny man. Chris Brown just crashed. He just crashed his car escaping from paparazzi. But his car took him back, so that's cool. Um, He tweeted his car isn't mad. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, Well, let's talk about things that don't suck. Yeah. Um, Saturday Night Live, Rachel. Woo! Uh, yeah. Which you were on for many a year. Seven years, right? Um, like, I've always kept up with the show. Um, cause it's, Congrats. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll miss a stray episode here <laughs> right. and there, but, I, you know, I try to watch it. Um, what was, what was, like, how did you get on to SNL? What was the audition process like? Uh, well, I was at Second City in Chicago, and they come through and, and scout every so often. But you never know when they're going to come through. So, uh, um, so, yeah, but you get the warning, and they're in the audience. Anyway, got to go audition. And basically, they just tell you, you know, it's kind of loose. You just make up your own audition, like three characters, three impressions is sort of the basic thing they used to say. I don't know if it's the same now. But um, that, then you just show up and do your thing and, you know... Hope for the best. <laughs> and I read your book, which is great. Everyone should read it. Girl Walks Into a Bar. It's so good. Um, but one of my favorite parts was basically you're calling yourself a two-time Magoo. Kind oh, of. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Old two-time Dratch, I call myself. <laughs> because, no, I never, I never got the job the first time around. So, like, I moved to Chicago and auditioned for the training center, which I heard everyone gets into the training center. I don't get in, like, right when I moved there. <laughs> so then I have to go take classes at other places, blah, blah, blah. Then I get in. Then, like, I didn't get in the touring company the first time. I didn't get on the main stage, right, when it was, like, would have been my pecking order or whatever. And then SNL, too, I, um... I hadn't get flown out when the, everyone else did first. And so anyway, but my point is, I'm not like, I didn't get this. It just like, it always took me two tries. So then I didn't get the job the first audition at SNL. And then I had to come back the following year with like my, as I call it, my second string characters. Because like, you've already burned your really good stuff. And so, um, so yeah, then I got the job the second year. So it's sort of a good lesson in perseverance, I guess. It was just like, if you don't get it the first time, it doesn't mean... You don't have the right stuff. If I may oh, refer nice. to new kids that on the block, nice. it just means, you know, nice. maybe the stars weren't aligned for you at that particular time. So, um, yeah, so that's how it all happened. Did you feel like between the first and second auditions, you changed your approach a whole lot? Or was uh, it just Well, like- the first, you know, it was kind of cool. Like both auditions, I wasn't, and you might think that you're like, oh my God, it's Saturday life, I've got to get this. But it was just sort of like, I got to just do my best audition and hope they like it. So that was kind of good mentally because you just never know where you're going to be when it's your actual time. to. But um, yeah, both times I was kind of just like, here's what I got. You know, like Mm. hope for the best. And And were you auditioning at the same time? Because you were at Second City at the same time as a lot of people. Everybody is huge now. It was like such an awesome, creative, melting pot of people. Yeah, it was so fun. So did that kind of take away from the stress of going in because your peers were kind Uh, of in the same pool? Not really, just because... You, I don't know. You're so used to, like, that was your whole society, the improv yeah. world. So that's everyone you knew, and everyone was good, and you just weren't really, like, keeping tabs on everyone else. Right. It was just like, you know, here we go. Everyone, like, it's kind of cool, because everyone I started out with in Chicago pretty much is working. Like, I know you hear it's so hard to make it, but mm-hmm. but everyone's working. You know, if you don't know who they are, they're still working as a writer, or they're on sitcoms or whatever. So um, there's a pretty good success rate of the people I came out with. Yeah. Um, and then Tina was uh, already there as a writer, and Adam McKay was there. Those guys were both at Second City with me. And, uh, dot, dot, dot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what's, uh, well, I mean, you, the, 
you do two shows when you record. You do like the dress rehearsal and then the live one, and then they yeah. make adjustments, correct? Right. Uh, what's that process? Well, okay, so I had, there's a, like, okay, when I wrote this book, I just kind of, because m- most of the book is about what happened after SNL in my life, but, so I just wrote this little thing, like, and I was on SNL, like, one sentence, and um, <laughs> the editors were, said, like, well, we want to know what was it like at Second City, what was it like in Chicago, so for comedies, comedy nerd audience there are chapters about that in the book but um but snl so i didn't know how to approach talking about it so i just wrote like the unofficial guide to being on snl you know it's what the whole week is like basically um all the actors pretty much write their own come up with their own characters and you collaborate with writers on it but there's all these points in the week like you're trying to get your scene on and there's all these points in the week where your scene could get cut even if it does get picked first so there's the dress rehearsal where they put too many scenes on and then several of them get cut like right at you know 10 30 11 p.m um and then the sh- then if your scenes at the very end of the show um it could get cut for time so you could be standing there in your big costume ready to go on and then someone runs through like your scene's cut <laughs> it was like oh. 10 minutes left of the show and uh, so there's just all these it's 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 hard to get your your scenes on the show but uh well, That's it teaches you just kind of like the rest of showbiz, but in like a very minute way of like, because in your guide, you keep saying like, don't tell people yet. Like, don't tell people oh, yet. Right. If you, you might think when you first get there, no one really explains the process that much to you. Like, there's not sort of the, you know, here's your welcome basket, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you kind of have to figure it out on your own. And so when you first get on the show, you tell your friends... Oh yeah, I'm in five scenes tonight. But then the, when the show actually comes around, you might be in zero scenes. So you, I just would never. I learned never tell your friends. Oh, I got this great scene. I know it's gonna work because you just never ever know how it's gonna go. It's just like you have to manage your optimism so that you can. It's yeah. like everything else. Okay. Well, it gets hard um, if you're not in the show for several weeks in a row, or if you're really light. It does start to mess with your you know confidence, creativity. Like because yeah. if you're sort of riding high there, you just you have just more ideas. But if you start to get really desperate you you clench your fist too much about it and you're you're like oh i gotta think of something funny and you're staring i, I said in the book like if usually for writing night i'd come in with an idea or try to but the nights you show up without an idea it's it's would never happen for me that this great character would just pop in my head on writing night. So I said, you knew you were really screwed when you start looking around the room for a scene idea. Like, how about something about a lamp or maybe a plant? And then you're just, you know, you're just screwed. You know? It's about this room full of writers. Exactly. That, yeah. Um, well, you created Debbie Downer, correct? Yes. Yes. Which, yeah. You can give it up for Debbie Downer. Yeah. Uh, one of the funniest characters on the show, especially like, just watching the other actors not be able to ever get through it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Or me <laughs> myself get through it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, particularly like the Lindsay Lohan one. Yeah, that was the first time we did it, and that was when we all lost it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you conceptualize that character? Um, well, the real deal is I was on this vacation and um, in Costa Rica, and there was this communal table, and so people were just chatting, and and um, we we're just like, "Oh, where are you from? Where are you from?" And I said I was from New York, and this was like. Well, so then somebody, I said I'm from New York, and someone goes like, were you there for 9-11? And it just kind of like, <laughs> and it was, it was like a couple years after 9-11. It wasn't like it had just happened. So, um, so then everything kind of was like, uh, and then I tried to, you know, get the conversation back on the road. And then, but that moment just stuck in my head. And then about a week later, it just popped into my head. And then I brought it to the idea to, um, Paula Pell and we wrote it together and yeah. And then like, you know, we were, um, we were saying these downer lines and 
we were going wah, wah, just kind of as a joke. <laughs> and then we were we were like, why don't we just put the wah wahs in? It's so weird. Let's just stick that in the scene. So, yeah. Was that the first character that was on the show that you felt like was really taking off? Um, well, it's kind of weird. You, like, when I used to watch before I was ever on the show, I didn't really get the whole recurring character thing. But that's how you sort of make sure you're on the show because they always, I don't know, they, they like the recurring thing. So, I mean, I did, uh, my first one I did was the Boston Teenagers. And then, um, then like later, before mm-hmm. Debbie Downer, the other one was um, the, the Lovers with yeah. Will Ferrell. But, <laughs> so those were, but it's kind of like I was there for seven years, so there's a big span of, you know, I'm doing this for this year, and this is the thing I'm most known for. But Debbie Downer is probably the one that I get still recognized for a lot, you know, because well, people, uh, only because everyone seems to know somebody like that. You yeah. Know? So people come up to me a lot and say, like, oh, my God, I work with somebody. I work with a Debbie Downer, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, yeah. And once you have created something that they want to make a recurring character, like, how does that work? Do they start coming to you like, we need to do another well, Debbie Downer? that or? didn't happen to me, but sometimes it does. Or, like, sometimes a host will come in and really want to do some character they like. So then Lauren will say, like, you guys have to write up a blah, blah, blah. But, um, no, more often you would be just trying to hustle your own thing on the air. Yeah. <laughs> I got another one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there's so many amazing, like, musicians and guest hosts that come through and there's got to at least be a few times that you've been a little starstruck oh yeah i mean i was always so shy i mean some people like jimmy fallon it's so great he has this talk show because he was always so great at just you know comfortably talking to these huge like just going up to mick jagger like hey you know and so like i love that he has the show where he gets because he's just so good at that Uh, but i'm i was always so shy so i'd be standing next to some big celebrity movie star person rehearsing and like when you know rehearsal stop we just have to stand there so um do you live in la like i just didn't i was so bad at making chit chat horrible so i didn't really go up to any of my but what was really fun being on the show is for me when some of the sort of old school people came back like dan Aykroyd or or steve martin when he would host you know you had that thing like oh my god i'm up here with steve martin like i used to watch him when i was a kid and um so some of my old sort of like comedy comedy legend icon people that was always fun and then in terms of the musical guests i mean like i said if you wanted to go up and talk to them you could but i never went up and talked to them but (laughs) but the cool thing was they rehearse on thursday afternoons and it's just you know a few people milling around so if you wanted to go and see you two rehearsing i mean that was just so cool it was there's so many super cool elements of the job like um Bruce Springsteen, and again, I'm going old school here, but um, <laughs> those are my faves. So yeah, it's got to be that moment where like you're walking around with that, and you're like, "Yep, this is my life." This yeah, is I mean, it happened, you know, a lot. I mean, in spite of the I, thing I said about how hard it was to get your scenes on and stuff, and you know how you could go a little nuts trying to the writing part of it, that was always there. The whole like, "I'm on Saturday Live, I can't believe," because I mean, it's such an iconic thing from when I was little, and you'd walk by the pictures on the wall of you know John Belushi and 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 you're in that studio with the, the idea that you never knew who was going to drop it. Like, as much as people like to bash the show from week to week, then some scene will come up that everyone's talking about. So it's always cyclical on that show. And, and you know, you just never know, you know, Paul McCartney is going to drop in on Weekend Update or something. So it always manages to stay pretty cool, I think. You know, I think when the show started, Lauren was the same age as everyone. You know, Lauren was a peer. Mm-hmm. And now he's older than the cast, but he's still is um, really good at making sure he gets guests and hosts that keep keep the young audience and ma- manages to keep it hip, I think. 
Maybe they'll get new kids on the block. Maybe. <laughs> as, the turtles. As the hosts yeah. and the musical guests. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Oh, that'd be a coup. That'd be a coup. Um, so <laughs> how did you get the idea to, to write the book? Well, okay, so after SNL, then, you know, you think you're like, SNL, then it's such a springboard, la la. But that didn't really happen for me. I, I mean, I just wasn't getting many offers and many auditions. And um, I was doing a lot of just kind of like waiting for a good part to come along, which I always have to keep on learning. Like, you have to write it yourself, is what I keep right. learning. I mean, even Will Ferrell, yes, he gets handed a lot of great scripts, but he writes a lot of yeah. his movies with Adam McKay. So, um, yeah, so. Uh, I, you know, hadn't quite learned the lesson again. <laughs> um, so then I had a lot of time on my hands and I didn't want to just sit around and be like, when's this part going to come for me? So instead I just started writing, like if a funny thing would happen to me, I just would write it up. Like I wrote about the stuff I was doing instead of acting. So for example, I didn't do a lot of dating on the show. So I was like, okay, I got it. Now it's really got to get it together on the dating thing. So I was trying to go on dates, even though I went on like three, but to me that was a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and then, so I would write about if a date was bad or something, I would, I would write about it or like I was dog sitting for a month. So I wrote about that. And then those stories kind of sat around for a while and I didn't really know where they were going to go in terms of sort of a narrative arc thing like where is this all going and then about a year or two two years after that I got my crazy life plot twist that then I started writing about that and then it became a more of a book idea and it's just hook. a coincidence. This is telling when I'm wearing the same shirt that I'm wearing on the cover, but that's a, that's a coincidence. That's good marketing. That's a what coincidence. That is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Um, yeah, so... Uh, when you were the, writing the, the essays, like, one by one, had you been showing them to anybody, or were you just sort of... No, wondering? I show them to... Um, there's a literary agent at my acting agency, so I showed them to her. And yeah. she liked them, but she said, you know, we need the sort of place for it all to go and so and then life then i called and then life happened yeah (laughs) and uh yeah but the thing i liked about um writing the book was it's it's such a different like i hadn't written in this way before but um i kind of liked that it was just me and whatever i wrote you know you didn't have to submit it in front of a room full of people and hope it got laughs or you didn't have to go to a casting thing and you know be, find out like oh we need someone who's 5 eight instead of five, like it was just you and what you wrote and so and I also kind of thought I, I imagine that there'd be a lot heavier editing process that I'd get sort of more hand holding but I soon discovered it's, you're kind of just on your own and so that was at first I was like I don't know how to do this but then, <laughs> but then you kind of just become your own sort of judge and and figure out what's good and what's not and so I, I kind of liked that process nice well People it's awesome. Hope it didn't get yeah, too technical there. It, it was okay. pretty technical. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So you you have roots in Second City, and you actually studied with Del Close, is yeah, that right? Yeah. That must have been a trip. Yeah, I mean Del. Um, he well, he's kind of one of the creators of long form improv, is what he's kind of known for. And um, but the weird thing is about working with Del is it wasn't a thing where he used to be like, okay, in your next scene, do this or do that or here's how you do this. It was more just. Being around, it was like this osmosis thing. Like, he demanded truth in comedy, you know, no, um, like, everything had to be genuine and truthful. If you went out to do a monologue, it had to be something that really happened to you. Like, he didn't suffer fools gladly of the whole, like, I got a shtick for it, you know? So it was really good about sort of just sort of pounding that into your head of just don't worry about being funny, just be honest in the moment. And, um, uh, 
Yeah, he would sit around and tell random stories for like half the class, and you were sort of like, hey, it's been an hour, we haven't gotten on stage yet. But um, <laughs> something about just being around his sensibility, and it just, I don't know, it's, like I said, it was sort of more of an osmosis kind of thing. Nice, nice, nice. And you did Dratch and Faye yeah. with Tina Faye. So I want to know, that was a huge success in New York, and um, you guys did it in L.A. too, didn't you? Uh, we did it for like one one night or something. We did. We started in Chicago and then New York, uh, New York, L.A., Chicago, oh, Paris, Munich, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Milan, <laughs> Milan. That's what I was going for. Not Munich. Not Munich. Munich is sexy too. <laughs> Paris, Milan. Okay. <laughs> I like the Munich show. <laughs> this is so sexy. We're taking it to Munich. <laughs> we really enjoyed your show, Rachel. It was great. We really want funny. to encore. <laughs> but how did you guys decide to do well, that? This was this was one of the most fun uh, performing experiences probably of my life. Uh, what happened was I so second city was over. I didn't get SNL, so I moved to LA. And then I, nothing was happening in LA at all. I was twiddling my thumbs in LA. And then Tina had gone to SNL to write, but well, so she was missing performing. So we just decided, well, let's meet up in Chicago this summer and um, come up with a show. And we got a date um, from from Kelly Leonard who. who Run Second City, and um, so we just had two weeks to put this show together, two person sketch show. Now at Second City, you would write scenes on your feet, improvising, and but they'd be in front of an audience every night, so you could sort of tweak them and fix them, and like, oh, this part worked, this part didn't. But this one, we just um, you know compiled our little show and then presented it all at once one night, um, and it, it ended up doing really well. But it was we didn't know how it was going to go, but it, it it did really well, and then we brought it to New York the following summer and. Uh, yeah, it was just a really, really fun thing. Was it a bunch of sketches you guys had, like, sort of conceptualized already? It was kind of a mix. No, nothing from Second City. Um, we improvised a lot of them, which actually, the ones we improvised were my favorite ones. Um, and then a couple were scenes Tina had, um, tried to get on SNL, but didn't go. And I think that was most of it. I mean... And is that it. where Sully and Denise started? Is that Sully and Denise started at Second City when we were on the main stage oh, okay. together? We played um, a mother and daughter shopping at a mall in Massachusetts, and, um, <laughs> and Tina does the best Boston accent for someone that did not grow up there. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, then when we both got to SNL, we would write those together for uh, Jimmy and me. Yeah. Is there more of that in your future? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Sketch writing. Oh, sketch writing. Oh God. Would you guys I ever don't... do a revival of oh, this show oh, or anything? Oh my gosh. I mean, I would love to, but I mean, you know. I think everybody's she's a little busy. busy. Yeah, everybody's busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird. Like, sketches... I mean, sometimes I think, like, sketches for the young. Because, like, <laughs> I, when you're, you know, you're all, like, hungry for comedy and um, writing sketches. I mean, I feel like now when you think more, well, if I have an idea, I should try to write a movie. And so, right. Because, like, thinking mm-hmm. of each sketch idea is, you know, it's its own little comedy bit so it seems more time consuming but i don't know i don't know i kind of feel for me i feel like well now that i've done snl like doing more sketch i, I feel like doing you've covered new. it i just feel like maybe i should try doing new things but i don't know it's exciting well, let's, if Tina uh, were to call it i'd do the show in heart <laughs> <laughs> let's do first shall we, we okay do this every this? episode well, i'm probably gonna be bad at this no you're gonna be good Okay, uh, I'm scared. We do a different first question every episode. It's just for some, a first in your life. Uh, who was the first person people started saying you reminded them of? Oh my god! See, could be I a said family I was member. Be bad could be somebody famous. Wait, either, either. who was the first? Who do I remind you of? I, I'm so bad at these kind of answers. You could even lie. We won't out? even know. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't think of it. 
I'm going blank. I'm supposed what to was yours, Cole? Maybe then it will jump. Right, Morgan yeah, Freeman. We'll, we'll do our first. <laughs> I just heard him do Morgan Freeman last night. It's really good. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, the first person people said that I was Baby like, Cole always reminded um, people of Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Your son looks a lot like Morgan Freeman. Uh, for, when I was just out of high school, like my first year in college, I used to work at this video store in Davis, California called Lightwave Video. Uh, woo, Ooh, yeah. there's some fans. Um, video stores were these places you could go. Uh, and uh, I had that like mid-90s, like middle part floppy hair thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I know, right? Come on, nice. <laughs> and uh, so we, my boss and I used to do this thing where we would convince people that I was Edward Furlong. <laughs> and that I was just back. I grew up there for some reason. I was back for the summer. I used to work there. And I used to like to come back and pick up a shift or two, you know, just for old time's sake. <laughs> and this is like a couple years after T2. So, you know. It was sort of plausible. Sort of plausible. Um, and so he would like he would set the trap, so to speak, by telling somebody like, "Yeah, it's Edward Furlong." He, uh, he didn't wear name tags at all. We just had like their jersey shirts on. Yeah, yeah, he he comes back just for fun or whatever. So then he would send them like send somebody over, and then I would just be like, "Yeah, man, how you doing?" <laughs> yeah, it's really great to beat you, man. It's, it's so cool. Yeah, thanks for being. I love renting videos, man. It's the best. So you were really busy at this job. Yeah, really busy. <laughs> Real busy. Set the trap, Frank. I'm going in. <laughs> yeah. So I looked a little enough like him and did a little high pit, you know, Edward Furlong. Put me down, you jack douchebag. Can't just kill people. <laughs> Voice that he did. Uh, so yeah, I guess that would be that's the first thing I could think of. I remember I was little and um, I was probably like I don't know, nine or so. And some more than one person, but my uncle was the one that I was like, maybe it's true. Started telling me I looked like a girl in a music video. And I was like so excited to hear that I could look like a girl in a music video. Okay, her uncle told her when she was nine she looked like a girl in a music video. Well, it gets it gets better and worse. Like it gets better for Uncle Mike, but worse for me. You look like a girl in a music video. <laughs> my uncle's a really sensual guy. Um <laughs> No, but then it turned out he meant the little girl in the Blind Melon video. That's oh, what it does get better for Mike and Marcia. You're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that oh made God. me really sad. because I was Maybe he just picked up that you wanted to sing and dance. And Maybe. he was like, you could do that. That's Plus, how I'm going to look at it. You wore that Bumblebee outfit everywhere I did wear went. the Bumblebee outfit. <laughs> so that probably had something to do with it. Yeah. So that kind of broke my young heart. And wow. then, uh, again, I got a lot of Natasha Leone when... Um, oh, I could see that. When, what was it? American Pie came out. Yeah. Oh, or uh, Slums of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Okay, American Pie. Okay, gotcha. All I can those. see that. That's, yeah. that's a good I also used to get a lot of Elijah Wood when, like, Lord of the Rings were on. I get Elijah I... Wood. <laughs> <laughs> there, I found it. I found it. We look like we can be related, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite coincidence. <laughs> there, I've got my answer. Elijah Wood. <laughs> We can do a two-person Elijah Wood review. We can do it next we'll year. It next year we'll do the Elijahs, or a sketch, an improv group. It can only have people that look like Elijah Wood. Look like Elijah. And maybe we can even get Elijah to be the Elijah who means the guy that does the monologues. There we go. Oh, new form. Right hey, we're the Elijahs, and we need a suggestion of uh, something you might something have seen in, in one of the movies. <laughs> Mordor, thank you. Uh, <laughs> All right. I like that answer. It's a good Thank answer. you for bailing me out of that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, for my little segment, we're going to play a game. Uh, it's a this or that. We do these every once in a while on the podcast. Uh, Vanessa, you can play it along as well okay. if you have not uh, read these. Uh, this or that. Pokemon or Nickelodeon? Oh, I played this one. No, Just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to give you a list of ten names that are either a species of Pokemon. 
Oh my gosh. Or a disgusting product put out from Nickelodeon in the 80s and 90s. See, this is all the, because I'm older, I'm going to fail at all of these. Uh, I don't but know. But I'll just guess. Okay. I don't, I don't really, know anything I, about I had to the research this. I don't, other okay, than okay. Pikachu, I, I don't thought know maybe Pokemon. this is like things people know, young all people right. know. So it's either, it's either Pokemon or Nickelodeon. Okay. Uh, number one, Gak. Oh. Nickelodeon? Mm-hmm. For sure. Nickelodeon. Me. Oh, wait. Oh, we have to buzz in? Uh, no. I okay. just wanted to, I okay. guess. Okay. <laughs> She wanted to up the okay. ante for the live show. Okay. We'll do a fake buzzer. Yeah. Uh, yes, Nickelodeon. Uh, unlike most so of the compounds. So who came in first with that? <laughs> I buzzed, but she said it, so. I didn't know the protocol. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I will take that point. <laughs> Boom. Its big deal was that it made a fart noise when squeezed into its oh. clear star-shaped container. I think I have heard of this. One birthday, that's all I asked for from everybody, secretly, because my parents wouldn't get it for me, and then um, everybody gave me GAC, and my mom, I got in so much trouble. Whoa. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Next. Darn kids. I'm going to have a lot of these morning. anecdotes. We couldn't all afford right. GAC. We had to make our own fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough times. They <laughs> lots and lots of beans. Uh, number two, Grottle. Uh Pokemon? Yeah, I think so. It I is a Pokemon. It's a combo of growth and turtle. Ew. They live alongside water and forests. They know where pure water wells up and will carry other Pokemon there on their backs. I didn't know there was a whole Pokemon mythology. Oh, there's a whole... There's like, it's like a thousand different wait, species. It's like Dungeons and Dragons for kids or something. Is every Pokemon like a mixture of creatures? Sometimes. Okay. I, I, I'm not an happen. expert in, the, in Pokemon. <laughs> okay. I'm not a Pokemon. Uh, number three, Floam. Definitely Nickelodeon. It had the little foam I bubbles. Nickelode- I was going to guess Nickelodeon. It is Nickelodeon. Made a nice it's a compound crack. composed of microbeads and a foam-like substance. Mm. What a the smell. Foam. I can remember that smell so vividly. <sighs> Take it back. I came of age in a beautiful era. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, Drifloon. Drifloon. Yeah. I want to say Pokemon. I agree. It is Pokemon. <laughs> it resembles a toy balloon with two strings and a cross-like patch. It is often said that they try to abduct children, <gasps> but they are so lightweight that they just end up being carried around like a party balloon. Oh. <laughs> it starts really dark, and then it has a happy, cute ending. I love the idea that, the, <laughs> that they're trying to abduct these kids. <laughs> just giving them then they get that. abducted themselves. Right, there you go. Uh, number five, Smud. Smud, that sounds Nickelodeon because yeah. all these are you gotta be able to the one that. syllables. It is Nickelodeon. It's much like Play-Doh, but slicker. It was marketed under the idea that unlike the previous compounds, it would not dry out if left out of its container. Oh. Thank God. You could just leave smud everywhere willy-nilly. Ugh. I think you did just crack the code. One syllable. Mm. Go. Well, we'll see if that holds up. Yeah. Uh, stunky. Now that sounds like I want to touch it, but... It seems like a nickel. I don't know. That's a toughie. Yeah. I, I'm going to guess Pokemon. I'll just really... go Nickelodeon just to yeah. see. We have a first split. Okay. It is Pokemon. Oh. It's a dark purple skunk-like Pokemon oh. that sprays a noxious fluid from its rear. Yuck. The stench of which lingers for 24 hours and drives the other Pokemon away. Are there children that know all these things? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, it's only going to last 24 hours. <laughs> there was this side note at, at the video store I worked in San Francisco. There was this, this family uh, that was like this, these weird redheaded Jewish kids that would come in. They were really hyperactive. And one of them wore a Pokemon yarmulke. So we called him Pikachu. <laughs> Every time he came in, he was cool. Uh, number... I get it. 
Number seven, fungus. Fungus? Nickelodeon. Sounds like a substance. Yeah, it does sound like a substance, but it makes you think you're going to get warts. Um, Pokemon. Pokemon. I don't know. It is Pokemon. (gasps) I've lost a second point. (laughs) It's a mushroom-like Pokemon whose cap resembles a Pokeball, so people want to grab it, but then it emits poisonous spores. (laughs) Pokemon is a dangerous world. Yeah. Pokemon's fucked up. Things are not what they seem. It teaches you the world isn't always nice. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight, Zand. Z-Z-A-N. All right, Nickelodeon, yeah, please. for sure. Nickelodeon. It's a modeling compound very similar to Play-Doh. However, its defining feature is sand is distributed throughout it. Play-Doh. Please. I want to be a part of that think tank because <laughs> they're just like looking around like we could put this in that stuff. Put some, put some sand in there. <laughs> sand. Million dollars. Done. You're making a million. Uh, number nine, <laughs> Goose. Use? Goose. Goose. G-O-O-O-Z-E. Alright, I'm gonna go Pokemon, the opposite of my first yes. choice. I'm going Nick. Nickelodeon. Yes. It's, it's it's like GAC, but almost transparent. Ooh. For those people that just it's weren't like, happy with the look of GAC. What's Crystal Pepsi or what was that? It was the Crystal Pepsi of Nickelodeon. Uh. <laughs> and finally number ten, squeeze. S K W E E E Z. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. It's like Play Doh, but it had a more marshmallow like feel. <laughs> There are, like, hundreds of, of different wow, versions of the of same fucking product that they just, like, oh, it goes in the dark. Sell it. Ten dollars more. This is going to make the kids want to eat it. That sounds really dangerous. <laughs> this one looks more like food than the last one. Um, okay, this is time for my questions. Okay. And don't get stressed out. Okay. Okay. We're just going to take them one at a time. All right. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? I have. <gasps> I think they Here hosted the show. They hosted the show when oh, I was on it. What was that like? You weren't shy around them, right? You got a lot of gossip. Um, <laughs> you just got that in was there. a long, long time ago. It was like they were one of the f- one of my first years there. I really don't even remember. Like I don't even remember how we used both of them. Like what scenes they did. I don't. I have no recollection. Oh. I must have been totally high that week. <laughs> you know, SNL. No, I. I don't remember. No, it just adds to their mystique because everyone that remembers them, it's sort of like this. It's very blurry for everyone. They're like, oh, really? I did. I don't know what happened. I think this was like 12 years ago or something. I don't they know. were just they coming just, into their prime then. I think they just randomly like appear places like Brigadoon every once in a while. Just <laughs> pop up. Or like Beyonce's. That's oh. More, that's more okay, this is my second question. Okay. Um, you've angered a wizard. Uh-oh. And as your punishment, you must either start to identify yourself as a horse meat enthusiast. <laughs> and this means you're going to have to have a bumper sticker on your car or a patch on your jacket if car doesn't apply. Uh, love horse meat. And if you do anything, like your book bio could only be horse meat enthusiast and your Twitter bio, everything. Or you have to live... I wrote this Someone late. thought of this. <laughs> um, or you have to live two years of your life trapped in the body of a Shetland pony. Oh, I would be a horse meat enthusiast, wouldn't I? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I do have to actually eat it. I guess you don't. If I just have people, to just have to assume you do. I think the Shetland pony thing would be a lot more difficult. It's just two years though, and they're so furry. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I would choose the the bumper stickers and people's people's hatred. I'm always shocked at how differently people feel than I do. I thought this was like I'm making it too easy. They're definitely oh, gonna. I'm definitely gonna pick the pony. Yeah. Nope. That didn't happen. No, did you know? Like, no, but one of the dates in my book, the guy really loved, he loved eating horse meat. It's, that was an actual... It was so upsetting yeah. to me. Um, yeah. 
I thought that that would turn you off of it, so you well, wouldn't. But you, you know, know, it's weird. The horse meat's now in the news a lot yeah. this week. So big time. Yeah, Burger King, amongst other places. Ooh, yeah. scary times. Okay, have it your name. Um, oh, nice, Cole. You just saved these things. That was good. No, that just popped into my sad oh. little head. That was good. <laughs> okay, if you could have it your name, just want to make sure that gets its due. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so sad. Um, if you could pick any person, living or dead, and meet them on the astral plane every night, who would it be? Oh, my God. I'm so bad at this shit. You can't uh, be bad. There's no wrong I am, answer. I know, but you know what? I don't, like... Release yourself. All I mean is I'll think of, like, who I would really pick later when yeah. I'm about to fall asleep tonight. That's all Tweet I mean. it. Tweet it. Um, uh... Well, the every night thing throws me because then it seems like it should be sexual. Oh. Like, because like, I would say, like, if you said, who could you mean in the astral plane? I would pick someone like Gilda Radner, someone like an idol. Right. I, yeah. But but then I would think, well, meeting her every night on the astral plane would get really weird. It would get awkward. Like, every oh, night, hey. I'm like, okay, I met you once. I could barely make small talk with celebrities, <laughs> as I said before. Um, so every night, it I It could don't be know. a masseuse. Oh, a masseuse? <laughs> an astral masseuse? Yeah. I like- <laughs> that sounds weird. An astral masseuse. Um, I'm an astral intimate. masseuse. You know what? I'm going to go with Elijah Wood again. <laughs> Elijah Wood. <laughs> He's my go-to. Okay. Number four. You guys can do mirroring okay. exercises. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. That's really disturbing. Um, okay. <laughs> You must choose to live one year of your life in a Bravo reality show <gasps> under an assumed identity okay. to blend in. Okay. Which show do you choose and what is your new persona? Oh, wow. Um, uh, hmm. Well, I'm, I'm torn between... Okay. My, my first thought was Millionaire Matchmaker mm. and being one of those, like, you know, the, the goth couple? That, oh, like, yeah. You them. get to tell people. Well, yeah. Like, just to be, like, a third goth person. <laughs> <laughs> sit there in judgment of yeah. all the people that walk in. Um, I wouldn't be as mean as some of them are on the show, but um, that seems kind of interesting to be on the other side of like the dating scene where you don't have to be putting yourself And when you're there. judging people on the exact opposite criteria you get dressed with. Like, they are so mean. I know. And, and well, they're not sense. as mean as she is, but she's like really mean. But, um, Patty. Patty, uh, who? But, um, what was I going to say? Oh, wait, I actually had a coherent thought on this. A very serious thought on the Bravo. Were you going uh, with the Real Bravo. Housewife franchise? Uh, no. Oh, oh, but the thing I kind of like about that show, for real, is it ha- brings the whole psychology thing. Like, you have to make snap judgments about people and, and actually have to have an opinion on your first impression. Don't let your okay. pecker do the choosing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> or the pecker um, be the, the picker? The, something. The picker. The picker. picker peckled pecker. Um, then the other one. Okay, then the other one. Just for fantasy aspect. Maybe to be like a, a real housewife of Beverly Hills, because oh. it's so opposite me, that it would just be fun to like live. Well, maybe not fun, but it would be, it'd be interesting to live in that um, body, hair, face, uh, Extravagant. And you could have children named after cars and they cities. Do? There's like a Porsche. And oh, okay. There's right. always like a baby named Milan. I thought she was somewhere. named after the Shakespearean character. <laughs> oh, you're Porsche. probably right. You're probably right. Merchant I'm not giving Venice. Kyle enough credit for that uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> My son's Richard, Richard, and Richard the uh, Third. Right. We uh, anyway, those out. would be my choices. Those are great. And this is the last one. Oh. Um, Cole wanted me to ask this. Uh, 
So, Vanessa's going to have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and here, she wants some advice from you. I just made, I want to ask you this. Okay. And I was like, you're going to be on the podcast. I can oh, do this. No, um, so, I'm going to ask you rapid fire questions <gasps> and you can just okay. spit out your answers. Okay. What was the baby product you couldn't live without? Oh, okay. Um, it's called the Boppy Newborn Lounger. Ooh. And someone gave it to, this is going to be so boring for <laughs> no, people. I love this. This is my dream um, true. <laughs> the Bobby no, Newborn Boppy Newborn Lounger? Boppy. B-O- P-P-Y. But it's not oh, the, it's not the like breastfeeding yeah. pillow. It's the lounger. It's it's like a pillow with a divot in the middle. So you just like pop your baby on it and you can go do things. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean leave the house and do things. But it's just like <laughs> it's a little like baby station. Oh nice. So anyway, that was my surprise item. Okay. Sorry for the I hate when like I talk about in the book like before I had a kid, when people would talk about kids and going to baby showers, it was like my nightmare. And now I'm that person right now that I'm trying not to be. I'm making you. Okay. I'm making you okay. do that. I'm so sorry. Um, how scary was dealing with the umbilical cord stump? And then when it fell off, what did you do with it? That's what I'm really worried about. You know what? Uh, we just, I, I think we just remember. jumped the shark. <laughs> I don't remember like something falling off. It, probably, no. it was probably like the first couple of days when like you're not even... Okay. Things that you think would gross you out, then don't because there's be like so many other things on your mind. So, okay. Yeah. Good answer. Uh, did your feet get bigger and stay bigger? Uh, they did not stay bigger. I don't even remember if they got bigger. Okay. Yeah. Cloth or disposable? What? Well, okay. I wish I could say cloth because that was my intention. But then like I said, you, you're just like on automatic and then, you know, I went disposable. Life sorry. happened. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but go cloth because you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> you take care of the earth while I have more free time on my hands. <laughs> uh, did you ever drop him? No, I didn't drop him, but he did. He did um, fall off the bed once. Bobby? Um, was it the Bobby? It was okay. It was the Bobby. <laughs> oh, no. But let me but wait. Let me let me clarify. He was he was sleeping on the Bobby, which they say on the label, don't do. <laughs> But um, it was like when he got a little older and then he, um, he rolled off of it. Oh. And I would, that was very scary, but he was fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, everybody lives. Everyone has their fall okay. off the bed moment. Yeah. Um, what was the worst advice somebody gave you? <gasps> oh, that's a good question. I can't think of any bad advice. Um, well, well um, I, you know, this is kind of more of a funny thing, but um, people in New York, they all chime in. Like on the street, people like chime in on your baby. So, I mean, you got a lot of... What I got was a lot of unwanted, like... Because I would put him in his coat when he got downstairs to the lobby because he was just too fussy. So, and I got a lot of in the elevator, like, he's going to be too cold. <laughs> and I was like, a lot of unwanted temperature advice oh. when I was going to dress him. <laughs> so then I had to do the preemptive, like, I'm going to put his coat on the lobby. Like I had to sort of fend off. It's going to be fine. Nosy New Yorkers, yeah. Okay, uh, and what would you name my baby? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the last question. <laughs> what would I name your Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Pokey. What you, Elijah, nice. <laughs> Call back from the audience. I'll take it. <laughs> Elijah Wood. What's your last name? Uh, it'll be Erwin. Elijah Wood or Erwin, the hmm. third. No, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I don't know. What kind of names are you leaning towards? Mary-Kate Ashley. (laughs) I was Uh, hoping for twin girls, but everything's ruined now. Um, I don't don't really have a hope. Okay. You know that goth couple on Millionaire Matchmaker, their kid is named Sin. Yeah, it is. Did you know that? I watched too much Bravo. Um, I should have ended it with the Elijah. That was such a good answer. Um, Just pick something. Pick pick some popular movie now. Benjamin Button. Benjamin. That was one of my names, Benjamin. Not Button, That's a nice but Benjamin. Name. Yeah. 
Well, it was funny because I had all these Old Testament names, and then Baby Daddy had all of these, um, like, more sort of, like, middle, like, like Hayden and names that were that I would never name. Like, I mean, Hayden's a nice name, but I'm just I don't know. I'm like so old you hate the Jewish. name Hayden. No, I don't hate the name. You're Hayden. on record. It was just very un- me. Hayden. 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 So we 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 my my son's name is Eli. We kind of found like the little middle of oh. the Venn, Venn diagram of of Eli. I'll yeah. just use that one. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Eli Elijah. Elijah. Oh, jeez. Oh my Whoa. God, you guys. I'm. So- <laughs> But I'm hitting my head right now, radio listeners. Um, podcast. I'm so glad we got Elijah Wood as a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> so difficult to work it Cha-ching. in, but we made it happen. Um, well, let's take. There's been a couple Twitter questions. Oh yeah, that have come through. So let's take a few of those. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yep. They're do, really do, do. hard hitting. One person says. Um, Are San these some An- people there? <laughs> oh. San Antonio. Sean said, "You remember SNL." <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, you heard it here first, San Antonio, John. Wait, so they're tweeting from right there. I love it that it can't be like the old-fashioned where someone raises it. I like this new technology. No, this Uh, is good. At uh, Chels725, that's Chelsea Eccles, asks, if you had to be a sandwich, what kind would you be? (gasps) Um, Great question. Let's see. I would be... I feel like I have to think of some crazy sandwich. No, just go with your um, spirit sandwich. A Zand sandwich. No, that was one of the Nickelodeon products. Um, I'll be I'll be peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. Ooh, on on Wonder Bread. Sweet <laughs> and substantive. I'm not Wonder Bread because I'm Jewish. So I should say rye, but that would be bad on with peanut butter and fluff. A little too bitter. Okay. Oh, okay. sweet. HuffPo picked it up. They're doing a story on it. <laughs> uh, Oh, okay. Uh, Adam Flowers asks, is Valentine's Day your favorite holiday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day? Is that what it is say? Yeah. Happy Valentine's. Um, I think that's a 30 Rock reference, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Valentine's is not my favorite holiday. Oh. Uh, Jeremy Schubach, who I believe is probably here, asks... Uh, yeah, Hi, Jeremy. Uh, any good Justin Roiland stories while working on fish hooks? Any good who stories? Justin Roiland. I think he's the dude behind it. You know what? So I think probably that's not. a no. You yeah. know what? Um, I I do it from New York, so I've never even met the fish hooks people. It's all oh, their wow. voices. Yeah, I mean, I met them one time like years ago, but no, I don't. Any good stories from being in the box and talking in the microphone? It's <laughs> <laughs> like you on you kind of action. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any good fish hook stories. Oh, uh, global warming, factor fiction. I'm going to say fat. I think I mean, you're really say, going crazy with that answer. Even though I didn't do the cloth diapers. Here, but anyone that... at Al Gore. <laughs> he uh, keeps tweeting me. <laughs> uh, Matt O'Brien asks, how many times a day do people call you Debbie Downer, and how much do you hope the, all those people explode immediately forever? Oh. <gasps> well, it happens definitely several times. But then also, like, sometimes I'll walk down the street and someone's like, hey, Debbie Downer, like that kind of thing. But that doesn't happen so often. But it really doesn't bother me because it's kind of nice that people you know, I don't know, remember your character and are giving you nice compliments about it. So I don't, I don't mind the Debbie Downer references. Do people ever, like, come up to you and, like, say they like a character that you didn't do? 
there was somebody yes else. oh my gosh well it's so weird because i know in real life it's like pretty obvious we don't look alike but people confuse polar and me a lot i think because when we had wigs on and we we're both like short with blue eyes or something but um yeah like just last week i was at this thing and someone came up and they're like oh my god your character that rick rick thing is my favorite <laughs> she's like it's the funniest thing i've ever seen and then i was like sometimes i just go oh thanks but this time i was like oh that's polar and she's like oh well you're funny too <laughs> <laughs> thank sometimes you sometimes i don't correct them sometimes i don't correct them because i just go thank you yeah. but then other times you you don't want to like crush the person <laughs> anyway but yeah cool cool thanks twitter cool, cool, yeah, cool. thank you tweetsers <laughs> thanks so much for coming on uh, oh, thank so, uh you guys you. should pick up her book girl, girl walks into, into a bar, a bar. uh they can follow you on uh, Twitter as well. Yes, I'm the real Dratch because there was a person pretending to be me, Impossible. tweeting awful things. That's why I'm the oh. real Dratch. Were they really just like really bad things? jokes, really oh. like horrible jokes, like sexual and turd jokes and something Whoa. like that? Anyway, sorry to end. I don't want to end on that note. Though. <laughs> <laughs> sexual turds. Okay. Um, no. Anyway, yeah. In conclusion, in a positive manner, I am the real Dratch. On at, at Twitter, yeah. Uh, I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Radlin. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thanks for being here, Rachel. And thank, thank all you, you guys for coming thank out. You guys. Rachel Dratz, Vanessa Radlin, Cole Stratton. Thank you guys. Have a good afternoon. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.